pray. Father, thank you so much that you are present. Lord, we know this day is unique and different than other days that we celebrate because we're reminded of what you've done for us. We're reminded that you're with us, so be with us now. Let our hearts be open to hear things maybe we haven't been able to hear before. Let any walls that are up, Lord, come down, that we wouldn't resist the very thing that you want to do in our lives as we come to celebrate who you are this night. And we ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, Merry Christmas. I have to say, you know, we've had multiple services today. and The, the family service was the first one earlier on, and uh, I think the kids were a little more excited than you guys are right now. There's, there's a little different energy in the room, I just have to say, from there to here. And I did something with them that we would get hold of the word Emmanuel and what that is. And I said, Emmanuel, and what does that mean? And of course, the adults responded, right. And then I asked the kids so that they would respond greater, and they started getting a hang of that. But I want us to kind of get hold of that right now and just kind of think of those words and what that means to us. When we say Emmanuel, what does that mean? God with us. Now, we've been facing some changes, and over this past um, 10 months or so, we've had a lot of different changes, haven't we? And, and we've encountered these changes, and the changes in our lives have uh, been incredibly difficult, especially right now, especially over this season. But the truth is that um, we, we began to face those changes in different ways. The, when we go to work and how we work and, and what takes place, there's, there's a change with that. Or maybe we're out of work right now. How we go to school has changed. And, and the way that we do that, that uh, when we meet up with friends or fellowship, the way we do that, that has changed the way we do things. The way we have to go shopping has changed and some places if you go down the wrong lane one way you get in trouble because now they have arrows that try and keep the crowd moving through and uh, the way we celebrate birthdays have changed our graduations and weddings and all sorts of events the way that we actually come together uh, to be together right now in church has changed these these things have changed and and that change continues to happen and right now that it's, it's a lot of change all at once. And the truth is that I can't get hold of all the change. Matter of fact, the two things I'm really weak at right now is one, I can never remember to bring my mask from the car into the store. So I get to the store and I got to turn around and go back and get my mask. But then New York State decided to change a law this year. So not only do I not have my mask, I don't have a bag when I go shopping. So now I have no mask and no bag. And I'm in the same predicament every time, wheeling out carts full of stuff with no bags. Why? Because I refuse to pay a nickel. Because it's principle that I ain't giving that up. And it's a change. And it's a change I'm not used to. It's different. It's, it's something that wasn't what I was normally doing in my routine. And those things have changed, especially when it comes to worship. It kind of has changed. The way we do ministry has changed, but the mission is the same. That mission is the same. But most of us don't like change. Who here doesn't like change? Be honest. Yes, yeah, most of us, right? Most of us nope, don't like change. You know, you know how I know that? Because we like to eat the same foods, we watch the same TV shows, we listen to pretty much the same music, we have the same friends. Uh, matter of fact, for most of us, we sleep in the same position. You won't change. Or you sleep on a certain side of the bed. You don't switch every time, do you? There's a place that you go. I have two positions that I sleep. One is the position A for sleep. Then when that's not working, I go to B, but I always go back to A. They don't like change. And we, we wrestle with that. And the reason we don't like change is because change is uncomfortable. That's the reality of it. 
When we, when we have change going on around us or change that, that we're confronted with, what we think is all of a sudden now what's going to happen is a loss of control, there's an uncertainty, and things are definitely going to be different. You see, we resist change due to fear instead of focusing on what we may gain. That the reality is there's something that we can gain in our life as a result of that change. And the nativity story is all about change. But this change has to do with how much God loves us. That's, this, change, this change has to do with something radical, a radical love God has for humanity. And, and, and what we give up is nothing compared to what we'll gain as a result of this change. So the angel Gabriel comes and, and comes to Mary and, and this incredible word is given to them and there's going to be this change that Mary and Joseph are going to be thrown into. And God had chose Mary. He chose Mary and he said that uh, God's favor was upon her, which meant God's grace was upon her for such a time as this, for the very thing that she was called to do. Do you know that you can have God's grace upon you? That same measure of grace, that grace is poured out, that free gift he gives to us, and that we can receive that. And God has this grace, that same power to be poured out into our lives. And Mary's told you, you'll give birth to a son, and his name would be Jesus which means Savior, which means Emmanuel, God with us. That, that reminder of what that call was and what would take place. And the truth is their change, their friends and their family wouldn't understand as a result of what was going on. They'd have to move and leave from their hometown. That they'd be judged by the way uh, decisions that they made in their life and their life would become more difficult as a result of it, not easier. Matter of fact, Mary and Joseph, they had faith in God. And because of their faith, they believed, so they trusted God. And the plan that they thought they had for their life was a good plan prior to that moment. It was a good plan. They had a good plan for their life. But here's what happened. God had a better plan. God's plan is always a better plan. And what I call God's plan for your life is a holy interruption. And you've got to decide whether you want to allow that to happen or not. That we celebrate Christmas about an interruption, don't we? And it's a holy interruption that's going to take place. And it's going to transform all of humanity as a result of this one day. As a result of Mary and Joseph's yes. As a result of all that's transpiring. And regardless what they're willing to do, they were willing to give up their good for God's best. That's what Mary and Joseph were willing to do. And who wouldn't want God's best in place of our good. Who wouldn't want that? Who wouldn't want to trade that? Well, it requires a change. It has to be a willingness. And who wouldn't do it? His best. Who wouldn't want his best? I want his best for my life. You want his best for your life. I want his best not just for my life. I want his best for my family's life, for my children's life, for my children's, 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 children's lives. That I want God's best. And I don't want them to settle for good because God's got something better. And what I discovered along this journey about who this God is and what he's done for us and that love that would forever change my life, I was willing to surrender my good for his best. See, I thought I was giving up all this stuff. I wasn't giving up anything. I was gaining everything. And that's what's transpiring. That's what's taking place. In order to trade our good for God's best, we must be willing to change. Now, I saw all your hands before. We don't like change. But we must be willing if we want God's best for our life. And sometimes 
we're desperate for change. We're desperate. We've got a circumstance. Something's going on in our life. And we need that change desperately. And we're afraid to go to the Lord and ask for that change. And that fear keeps us from allowing that change that we need to happen in our life. And Mary and Joseph were both afraid of this change. They were frightened. Why? Because they believed there was a sense of loss of control. There was an uncertainty. Things would be different from this day forward. So we too have to decide for ourselves. How do we respond to God's love? Am I willing to allow his love to change my life? Am I willing to allow him into my whole heart or I just give him some areas of my life? What I can promise you is that this day that we're celebrating, which we call Christmas, is all about how much he loves you and how he was giving his love to us. God's expression of his love through his son. And that we would understand that. And if we want his best, do we welcome that change? See, accepting God's love for us will radically change our life. It'll cause a change. It'll be the best change that's ever occurred. See, God sent his son, and he sent his son on a rescue mission. That's what this is about. To save his people, his creation, from their sin. That Jesus would be the conduit to the Father for all of humanity. That's what takes place. And that what we know is within a moment, heaven came to earth as a result of it. God came to man and became man. John 3, 16, 17. We're used to maybe knowing that verse, for God so loved what? The world, that he gave his only begotten son, that whoever would believe in him, what? Should not perish, but what? have an everlasting life. But verse 17, here's what I want you to hear, especially about today and Christmas. God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. Say that's good news. Emmanuel, God with us. 2,000 years ago, Mary gave birth to his son, Jesus, who would be our savior, the savior for the world. And the world would be forever changed. In Luke 2.11, we read, For there is born to you this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. I think sometimes we have to stop and reflect what a great gift giver our God is. He gave his only begotten son. That he was willing because he so loved his creation that he would give his son. The greatest gift for all of humanity. The reason this day is different from all other days is because Jesus was willing to take on our humanity so that we could participate and take on his divinity. That was the conduit. That was the reconciliation. That was the miracle that was going to take place as a result of his birth and coming forth. Matthew 1, 22 through 23 is Matthew's version of the nativity story that goes forth. And it says this, so all this was done that it might be fulfilled which was spoken by the Lord through the prophets. So Matthew's saying, look, through the prophet Isaiah who prophesied about this coming 700 years prior to that moment which was 2,000 years ago. He said this whole story, all of this is being fulfilled. And he says in verse 23, Behold, the virgin shall be with child and bear a son and they shall call his name what? Emmanuel, which is translated what? God with us. So what does God with us mean? 
What does that mean? What does that mean to you personally? It's got to mean something. And what we have to understand, it doesn't mean God with us in some kind of out there in the atmosphere hovering about in this distant God. And it doesn't mean that he's a God who's out in the atmosphere hovering about and just really angry at you. Because that's a lie. That's not truth. He wouldn't have sent his son to die for us if that was true. But he sent it to reconcile us to him. So what does God with us mean? God with us. What I can tell you, it's personal. That's what it means. It's allowing God to actively participate in my life each and every day. Let him come and participate daily in your life. That, that what God with us means is that he comes to live inside of us. That we can participate in who he is if we allow him in. It's giving us strength in a place of weakness. Courage in a place of fear. A vibrant life in those dark places that once felt so empty. God with us. To save us from our sin and give us an eternal life. God with us in our struggles, in our trials, in our celebrations. That God with us in the midst of all uncertainty. See, we can face Whatever difficulties come our way, because a promise had been fulfilled. We just read it in the scripture. Emmanuel, God with us. That's a promise. That's certain. And that's something that we can hold on to. So as we celebrate this Christmas, this holy night, let us be reminded what the Lord has called and what the Lord has said and what the Lord is asking is, is he wants us to trade our good for his best. Are we willing to change? Am I willing to make that decision in my life to trade what I perceive as good to receive what he has, which is best? Am I willing to change? What we have to remember is that he was. He was willing to take on humanity, to become one of us. So today we celebrate this time together and we come for this holy night. What I want you to think about is that, that verse and what Isaiah proclaimed all those years ago and Emmanuel would be come and, and, and mean God with us. So as you're encountering others in your life, as you're, as you're seeing a joy and, and an anticipation on, on a celebration of a night when you see lights and Christmas trees and wreaths and all those things. I want you when you see them to see them differently. And I want them to be a reminder of Emmanuel, God with us. Amen? Let's pray. Father, we thank you that we know that to be true. But there might be some here who don't know that to be true. And Lord, uh, we're holding on to our good and we're unwilling to receive your best. And to receive your best is... Lord, I'm willing to surrender my heart for you, that you're not a, some distant God, but you're a God who dwells in us. But we have to make that decision. We have to turn from our sins. And Lord, we know that you didn't come to condemn the world, but you came to save it. And if you don't know the Lord that way, if you are sitting here right now and you haven't given the Lord your heart, you haven't surrendered all those things, if you're watching online right now and you haven't surrendered all those things, what I can tell you is the greatest decision I ever made in my life was to surrender my good for his best. And God has the best for your life. But you gotta make a decision. You gotta be willing to change. Am I gonna let him in my life that way? And if you are, I wanna pray with you. I don't know your heart, but he knows your heart and he wants all of your heart. So if you wanna pray with me to know him in that way, 
you could just pray with me, repeat these words. Say, Lord Jesus, I need you. I thank you for dying on the cross for my sins. I open the door of my heart and I ask you to come in. Take control of my life and make me the person that you want me to be. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, if you're in person or you're online and you pray that with me, here's what you need to do. Immediately, you need to tell someone about that. Why? Because we got to begin to live out this journey that we're on and this new beginning and this new best that's in your life. So if you're online, you can click a button on our campus or you can email us and let us know. If you're here in person on the way out, you let a host know and say, you know, I pray that. And what we're going to do is come alongside of you and help you with God's plan and purpose for your life. Amen? Please stand as we say together the Nicene Creed.